Welcome to the GeoMob Podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, whether for fun or profit. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the GeoMob Podcast. My guest today is Roman Sisek, who is one of the one of the people behind the Organic Maps Project. Um, Roman, thank you very much for coming on the show. For those that don't know, I suspect many of our listeners have heard of Organic Maps, um, but for those that don't know, what is Organic Maps? Yeah, hi Ed, thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure to be here. So Organic Maps is a free and open source mobile maps and navigation app for Android and iOS. So you can find Organic Maps in Google Play, App Store, FDroid, so Organic Maps uh, provides fast, detailed, uh, offline maps of entire world based on OpenStreetMap data. I, I, am a, I am a user of Organic Maps. I've used it, um, I don't know, I guess for about a year or so now. Particularly the offline aspect is fantastic because sometimes when you're traveling, you, you, don't, um, you don't have data or you may not have, uh, you want to pay for data. Um, if I'm outside of the EU, you know, now that it's gotten quite expensive. So it's amazing. It's really good, uh, and I love it. So um, that's why I'm excited to have you here on the show. What is, what is your involvement with the project? What is your role? So I'm a co-founder of Organic Maps Project. So we started this project two and a half years ago. So Organic Maps uh, started as a fork of Maps.me. You probably heard about Maps.me. It was it wasn't still really a popular application, right? I have heard of Maps. Maps.me was one of the very first, I would say, popular mapping apps based on OpenStreetMap. This was many years ago, like 10 years ago or so. Um, and if I recall, it got very popular, particularly amongst kind of travelers, which was one of the main use cases. And, and so what? at some point, there was a fork, right? There was a, a, a Maps.me was sold, or there was a change of ownership. And so Organic Maps kind of came out of that. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, it's correct. It was a lot, a lot of changes. So initially, Maps.me, it was called Maps with Me, it was developed by a small group of people in Belarus. It was almost 10 years ago. After that, uh, this project was bought by a big tech uh, company, which added a lot of new features, a lot of improvements, a lot of features you like currently, but also they added a lot of advertisements, trackers, and other things. Because you want to make money, this is a business, you know. And if you're a company in advertisement business like Google, you add ads and trackers. But anyway, it was more or less fine until uh, we decided to sell the project to some other guys. Uh, and uh, new owners, uh, we decided to completely change uh, the application. Like keep only name of application and replace it with something else. Uh, Maps.me, it was open source. It was open source uh, for a long time. So this is uh, when we started with fork. We wanted the old classic Maps.me without any advertisements, without any unneeded features, without trackers, privacy focused, simple, easy to use. So this is open source, and you know what happens in open source. If you think that project is not going in the right direction, or you don't like that direction, you can make a fork. 
Okay, so so you decided to, to fork it and, and take it in a different direction, a privacy-focused direction. Is it just you, or how big is the team working on Organic Market? Yeah, we built, we built really amazing team. So we have three people in the founding team, and uh, myself and uh, two guys from initial or MapsMe, MapsMe co-founding team. So people who initially worked on MapsMe, they joined Organic Maps to continue the story. So this is a really amazing team, and uh, not to mention that uh, Organic Maps is more community-driven now. So this is not like a, some big tech corporation developing the product. Uh, we have wide community of people all around the world. People contribute, uh, people improve things. Uh, so this is a real, real open-source project. Uh, we have governments. And, and, mm -hmm. and how? What is the model that enables you to work on this? This is just a, a passion project, or people pay to use the app, or uh, I know I, I've seen on your website you ask for donations. How do you how do you support the project? This is a good question. So current model is donation based. So if people like the project, they donate. Uh, so you download the app, you use the app, and if you have some questions, problems, uh, actually we are getting a lot of emails in support uh, every day. We reply to every user uh, in the same day usually, answering all questions. So we work with our users, and if people like the product, uh, wait, donate. So you can donate. You can, if you don't like, you don't donate. Uh, so this is donation based. Uh, it's really hard to say, but uh, it's fully sustainable. But this is a problem of open source projects, right? So you need some funding, uh, some more or less model, sustainable model to uh, continue development. Uh, so currently, it's for donation based. We don't have any paid features, no in-app purchase, no things like that, uh, no corporate sponsors, so it's fully sponsored by individuals. Uh, so we can afford to work uh, part-time. Uh, uh, we have a big community for contribute and... And so the, 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 the maps, the data, the geodata comes from OpenStreetMap. Is, um, is it only OpenStreetMap or are you using other data sources as well? And how are you finding that? Let, let's let's talk, let's have let's chat a little bit about OpenStreetMap and the challenge of building maps with OpenStreetMap. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, map data is from OpenStreetMap, mostly from OpenStreetMap. Maybe we use some other sources like information about heights, latitude, and things like that. But majority of the of the data is from OpenStreetMap, and uh, our vision. But we encourage people to update OpenStreetMap. We don't want any uh, any other third-party source of information. So we get data from uh, OpenStreetMap. Uh, users can update OpenStreetMap. You contribute. You add, I don't know, market near your home. You add new streets. You add new points of interest. And all users, all users of OpenStreetMap, you receive uh, your updates, not only organic maps. This is the beauty of uh, OpenStreetMap community. Do you? What is your experience? Do, do do are the users coming to Organic Maps because they already know OpenStreetMap and they want an OpenStreetMap based map, or they just want a mapping app and then they learn about OpenStreetMap through Organic Maps? And is that confusing for them? And I'm interested to learn your experience because in my business. We have a mix. We have some people who really want open data. They want OpenStreetMap. And then we have some customers who have no idea what OpenStreetMap is. And they get 
frankly, they, it, you know, they get a bit confused by it um, because it's, it's such a different model than what they're used to. What is your experience, though? I would say that we have both uh, audience, people who are already familiar with OpenStreetMap and completely new users. And uh, this is actually a big uh, pain for us. So new users uh, who never heard about OpenStreetMap, they just download the app from App Store or Google Play, they install the app, and they don't see their house on the map. So they uninstall application, one star rating, and uh, go away. Uh, we try to explain to people, okay, this is OpenStreetMap. So this is like Wikipedia for maps. So we can improve situation. You can add more data. Uh, we can improve map data. Please contribute. Uh, you can change it. Don't take it as given. Uh, so we work with such users. Uh, we are teaching them about OpenStreetMap, and this is one of missions uh, we have. Yep. How do you, can, can they, in the app, I, I, I mean, in the app, can they edit OpenStreetMap? Like, do you directly let them edit, or what, you let them submit a note, or you just kind of point them to OpenStreetMap and say, look, this is where you can add data? Okay, Organic Maps uh, has very basic OpenStreetMap editor. So you can add point of interest, uh, you can set nodes, um, more complex stuff like adding streets. This is not supported yet. Maybe we can add it in the future. So our audience is, so application is more targeting uh, end users. Uh, so it's simple to use, uh, UI is simple, and uh, editor is also simple. So if you want to add uh, some market or gas station, you can do it. Uh, if you want something more complex, uh, for example, if you see that object doesn't exist, on, you can send a note to OpenStreetMap. And um, how many how many people are using organic maps worldwide? Do you have any any ideas of the numbers of, of the how many people are on I don't know on a monthly basis or whatever whatever metric you use? Okay, to answer your question, I need to mention that Open Organic Maps is a privacy focused application. We don't have any telemetry. We don't have any trackers. I so it's really, it's really hard to say how many users do we have. So we have some information from Google Play and App Store because they obviously track installs. But from Android, which is open source focused uh, Android uh, App Store, we have no information at all, nothing. But do you, nothing. Have, you have, have any estimate? I mean, you must see like the people who have questions. I mean, are we talking... 10,000 people, 100,000 people. We're talking about half, uh, half a million people currently. Okay. So, so this, is, this is a big, a big app. I mean, particularly for the OpenStreetMap ecosystem, I would say. Um, very nice, very nice. And, and I mean, one, one question that, that we have in our business on, on geocoding and geosearch is, particularly around geosearch, I mean, obviously the, the, the biggest player in this space is Google. Um, and um, I don't know if you know this, but Google has actually developed a search engine for about the last 25 years. And so they're very good at search. Um, and, you know, consumers get used to the search experience on Google Maps. You know, in Google Maps, they have, a, you know, they have every point of interest and every, every restaurant. I mean, if someone opens a restaurant in most of the world, the first thing they do is make sure that they're on Google Maps because otherwise people can't find it. And OpenStreetMap in some areas has that level of richness, but in other areas it doesn't. And, and so that makes it quite difficult because the consumer expectation is often a, a Google Map type experience. 
how do you handle that? How, I mean, how do you, how do you, do people complain about this kind of thing and, or, or no, or are you just kind of push them to then add the POI themselves or how do you, how do you respond? Yeah, of course, people do complain. Let's separate technical uh, technical story like search implementation and data. So you have data and you have a client that can use that data. So Google Maps search is performed online. So you have some powerful servers in Google Cloud uh, doing some complex operations to get uh, whatever you need based on all data available in Google, right? So in organic maps, we do this search uh, completely on your device. No bytes sent to the internet. So it's like a mini Google in your device. It doesn't mean uh, that it's not possible to get the good uh, quality. That's absolutely possible. So our search is... I mean, I can attest it's definitely usable. I was, I was in the US um, for, for a long while over Christmas visiting family and um you know i didn't i didn't have network because i have a i have a, an, an eu sim card and i used it i used organic max all the time i mean all the time and it worked great the routing was also very good um it it really it really it was a great tool it was a great tool so um so thank you very much um where are you are you are you is your user base concentrated in certain parts of the world or is it is it global i mean how many languages is the is the application offered in yeah, yeah, before jumping to this question, I, I want to uh, finish the previous one. So the first part is uh, how do you search? You have data and you search through the data. And second part, what data do you have? Uh, and we have huge difference between uh, OpenStreetMap data and Google Maps data. I, I don't want to say that Google Maps is better or OpenStreetMap is better. Uh, OpenStreetMap is better. Very different. Very different. The first and primary difference is that Google data is mostly created by some kind of machine learning technologies. So we got satellite uh, images. Uh, we recognize them and we create houses, streets, and things like that. So Google Maps is available all around the world. And if Google does not care about some particular country, you still get some basic uh, map data. In certain areas, uh, you only see main street in the village and nothing else. In the United States, the data is very good in Google. It's in Europe, no, in West Europe is also good. OpenStreetMap is a completely different story. OpenStreetMap is created by people. So you're a local guy uh, living in your neighborhood. You know what is going on. You know about all local places. You know about all walking paths, about things like that. So uh, I would say that OpenStreetMap is more detailed uh, in certain uh, regions. But uh, the opposite side, but you don't have a lot of businesses uh, in OpenStreetMap. This number is growing, but when you open a restaurant or a cafe, the first of all, you go to Google Maps and add it. So with uh, OpenStreetMap, uh, this is not the case. So in OpenStreetMap, you get new point uh, only after somebody visited some OpenStreetMap, visit your business and add it point to the map. Uh, so so, you know, this is all about getting the critical mass, uh, uh, critical mass of users, uh, critical, critical mass of users. So, you know, Google, Google Maps is mostly monopoly in certain regions and uh, uh, all businesses focused on Google Maps. So Google Maps first, add to Google Maps, but open organic maps. 
and OpenStreetMaps and other applications, uh, we are getting more and more attention way a year. So this is a, already an important player on the market. So when you open a new business, you should pay attention to OpenStreetMap and add your business to OpenStreetMap also. Well, I, I, I completely agree. Of course, of course. You should, uh, if, you own a, if you start a business, you should put it everywhere. Um, and I, I, I'm not trying to play Google Maps as at all perfect. It's just, uh, and actually, I, I can say for myself as a user, very often I get frustrated by trying to use Google Maps because they have so many POIs and so many, you know, like sometimes I'll try to look on a map and see the name of the street, and you can't see the name of the street because they're just popping up so many, like, POIs and, and stores and stuff that they're trying to shove in your face. So... Um, Definitely, I think there's room for other other players, and um, I, I do like. Obviously, that the, uh, you are correct. The offline focus is a key attribute, and the other point that that Google is a very that, that their 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 weak point, of course, is this issue of privacy, and um, and and the tracking, and that's that's not something they can really solve. I don't think. I mean, it, it's just, uh, and there are, there are definitely people who are very concerned about being tracked, don't want to be tracked, don't want to show their data with Google. Um, and so for, so I think that that is a, it's kind of a niche audience, but I think it's a growing niche. It's something more and more people are getting concerned about. Yeah, you're so. right. So answering, answering your question, uh, so Google Maps uh, has some data we don't have in uh, OpenStreetMap, uh, for example, some photos of places, reviews, uh, ratings. We don't have it in OpenStreetMap yet. So this is one of areas where we can improve the uh, entire OpenStreetMap community. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, detailization, details of the map on, on OpenStreetMaps are significantly better in certain areas. So you get more details, especially it's important uh, for some outdoor activities, for tree planning. Uh, you see walking paths, uh, you see some small roads. Uh, Yes, everyone, everyone can put the things that are important to them. So if you're into hiking, if you're into to running, you can add that. Um, let me ask another question. You mentioned, of course, our organic maps is open source. Um, are you getting actual code contributions from, from the members of the community? Or is, it, or is it mainly you and your team that are doing the coding? Um, you know, are people actually coming with technical suggestions of how to improve the product? We are getting actual code contributions uh, from community, even uh, big features. Uh, for example, currently we are working on Android Auto feature, and it started uh, fully community effort. So now it's part of, uh, believe you or not, it's part of a Google Summer of Code, uh, but it started as community effort. So we have uh, some number of active contributors. Uh, they contribute in their spare time, some new features, some improvements, uh, some fixes. So this is not only about uh, non-code contributions. So we have code contributions, we have contributions to translations, we have uh, contributions to OpenStreetMap, of course. Uh, so this is all, all connected to each other. That's fantastic. I mean, what is the best way for people to get involved? Where can they, uh, is the code on GitHub? I mean, I, or obviously we'll have your website in the show notes, but is there a link from the is there a link from the page that takes you into the the you know where the source code is or because I, I, I find that can be a little confusing also if you're on the one hand you have a you know a service that you're trying to market to consumers 
and you want to present all the, you know, the messaging for a consumer. And then on the other hand, you're also trying to attract developers. On the other hand, you're also trying to explain the link with OpenStreetMap. You know, the, it can get confusing trying to speak to all these different audiences. How do you how do you manage all that? Yeah, you're right. We are completely different audience. Uh, uh, but all contributors, uh, all users, uh, so people like the application and they, uh, they come and improve things. So you use application, uh, you want to improve something, and probably you have some programming background, and you can write Java code or C++ code. So you can go to GitHub and you can contribute. Uh, so this is open process. Uh, this is not a closed-door development. So rules are well-defined. Uh, you get source code. As for any other project, create a fork, uh, create a pull request, uh, get a view, and get it merged to the application. So next to this, you can get it. So in best case, in best case scenario, you can get it uh, probably in one month. So because it requires some testing, it requires some review from you know Google Play, App Store. So in best case scenario, you can get it in one month. So this is really exciting because you can team it, and in, ne in next is you can see your changes. Your improvements in the app. Well, I, I'm just looking on GitHub right now as we're talking, and holy cow, I mean, you have 94 open pull requests, of which, you know, three or four were just in the last day or two. That's amazing. Take a, take a look at number of issues. Uh, this is more exciting, number of issues uh, on GitHub. Yeah, number of, there are a fair number of issues. I mean, how do you deal with the support? Because there must be so many support requests about people, uh, you know, complaining about problems in the data, complaining about um, the software, you know, coming with uh, uh, weird requests. Uh, you know, how, how do you how do you possibly manage that? I mean, this is an absolute flood. Yeah, you're right. Uh, a lot of feedback, uh, starting from uh, Google Play and App Store reviews, so like one star. We don't like your app. So we work with every user. We apply to every comment. Uh, we try to help people. We try to improve uh, their understanding of organic maps and open street map and open source. Uh, we are getting a lot of emails, uh, support emails, some comments, uh, bug reports. This is one side of things, uh, end user oriented. Uh, another side is uh, working with community on GitHub. So people contribute, and you need to work with them. You need to review code. Uh, uh, you need to help them to get uh, changes uh, merged into master branch. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, congratulations. I have to admit, I, I, I've used the service, and, and I had a great experience, but I did not appreciate just how big the community is here and how much, how, how the, I mean, the like I said, the absolute flood of requests that are coming in and issues you have to manage. Good luck. I mean, make sure you don't get burned out, you and your team, because I think that's a real risk that if with so many, uh, you know, trying to support this. So, um, no, the primary, primary secret of any uh, open source project, uh, you need to provide feedback to contributors. Because if project is not alive, like, okay, I'm contributor, uh, I went to GitHub, I created a pull request, and I don't get any responses in a couple of weeks. So I don't have any incentives to contribute one more time. So in organic maps, we apply to every pull request, we try to help people, and uh, people uh, come again, they contribute again, uh, they, they start with some small fixes, like, uh, updating translations uh, and things like that. And uh, 
on every step, every, every time we're doing more and more contribution, uh, small bug fix, uh, medium-sized bug fix, new small feature, and so on and so far. That is fantastic. I mean, this, what, a, what an amazing project and what a great example of the power of open source in all aspects. I mean, obviously using open data, being open source, coming from a project that was open source, but then, you know, changed direction and having to fork it. And congratulations, man. Congratulations to you and everyone involved. Yeah, Very nice. You. Yeah, this is the only way how you can uh, compete with such big tech uh, guys because we have a lot of resources, uh, we have really big teams, uh, but uh, with open source community, you know, OpenStep map is millions of people now, right? All around the world, and data is improving in different regions. So previously, I remember that North America wasn't covered very really well. I mean, five years ago, six years ago. Now it's much more better. And new regions are improving. Like India is improving significantly in OpenStreetMap, for example. Turkey is improved uh, unbelievable. So this is power of community. If you have 10 million uh, of contributors, this is a significantly different picture when you have uh, three, three, three guys uh, working in spare time. Well, this I is agree, the power. I agree. I mean, and... Um I, that's why I think it's so important that apps like yours that have, you know, really a really really wide footprint of usage all around the world, different languages, different cultures. That's what we really need to get people in, and and not just to get people in, but you know, there are people, I guess, like us who like to go and map or whatever. But to get people in the moment, you know, when they search for something and they don't find it, or they, they realize the hours of the shop are wrong or whatever, and get them in the moment and get them to fix it right in that moment. I think that's so powerful. And that, that as a way for us to move out of just the hobby, mappy, map geek kind of uh, community and expand the community. So, um, yeah, and one, one thing I, I like personally, but this is not the only organic maps focused uh, because you contribute to OpenStreetMap and you get your changes in all applications. So this is shared database. In case of Google Maps, you contribute and Google owns your data, right? So you right. don't have any ownership of your data. Any photos you upload, any comments, any POIs you add, uh, you don't own them in OpenStreetMap, you improve data, and uh, all people will benefit from it. All applications, all clients. So we have uh, different different client applications on the market. Uh, organic Maps is not uh, the only one, right? So Organic Maps is focused on one target audience. You have other apps, uh, maybe more advanced, more focused on mappers, uh, guys who create create uh, OpenStreetMaps. So Organic Maps is more focused on end users. So people probably never heard about uh, OpenStreetMap uh, before. We download the map. We see, okay, I, I can even change the map. Uh, I can uh, add my changes. I can I can see them in all applications because you have a lot of libraries uh, embedded into applications like Android and iOS that uh, use OpenStreetMap data, and uh, you you change in organic maps. And in some commercial applications, like in Strava, for example, you get your point of interest a couple of months later. This yes, is really exciting. That's a good point. So wh what does the future hold then, Roma? What's next for getting maps? What kind of new features are you guys working on? Or what, 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 can, what can users of the service expect? So currently, most active uh, work is uh, around Google Summer of Code. Uh, we got four, four Let's Call students. Contributors, uh, 
funded by Google. So this is a surprise. Uh, yeah, you work on uh, Google Maps uh, competitor, but you got uh, funded from Google. Good for them. Good because that that's. I mean, I have to say, I full credit to Google for doing that for for. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is ama amazing, amazing program. Uh, not only for projects, but uh, mostly for students because uh, people learn how to code, how to contribute to open source. And we continue to contribute to open source instead of going to some boring enterprise, uh, you know, doing some really boring development. We contribute to open source, so this is amazing, actually. So no, I agree. It, it's excellent. It's excellent. So we are working on Android Auto. We are working on more map styles. So we actually want to make more styles, like for car navigation, for walk navigation, for cycling navigation. So. People have different uh, different requests. You want to display different uh, objects on the map, and you want to have some different UI depending on navigation mode you have. This is one of things we are working on. Uh, what else? Uh, just just yesterday, we uh, finally got this GPX support. It wasn't uh, it wasn't in the app, so it was only KML and KMZ. Now we can import GPX support. So we are working on improving the app improving the client and uh, a lot of aspects uh, you can check github uh, how often do you release a new version is there like a set schedule or only when you when like some big project has been completed so in our uh, yeah we have some technical limitations currently because uh, uh, this is offline maps and uh, to update OpenStreetMap data, we need to update the app currently. So data is not embedded into the app, but some metadata like styles, uh, definitions, we are tied uh, to the app version. And this is also one of the things we are working on to separate app version and maps, uh, maps data. So currently we are targeting two weeks, uh, new release every two weeks. Sometimes it takes more time because uh, we got some bugs, some regressions, and we need to postpone this. So current target is to release new version every two weeks. And uh, in the app version is tied to data version, so you get new app and you get new data. In the future, we plan to separate data from the app, and you will get more frequent updates from OpenStreetMaps. Maybe daily updates, hourly updates, yep. Well, congratulations. Congratulations to you and to, to the rest of your team and also all the people who have contributed. Um, it's a wonderful success story, and, and I think it's a great uh, uh, window into the open power of open source and the OpenStreetMap and, and a great way to get people into the community. So. Um, so thank you very much, and I encourage I encourage all listeners, uh, speaking now not just as someone who wants OpenStreetMap to grow, but actually as a user of the service, uh, it's great. So check it out, um, and uh, I guess let's close by let me uh, let me asking you, Roman, what's the what's the best way for people to get in touch if they if they have more questions or they wanna they wanna learn more about the project or how how should they contact you? So first of all, you can go to website and we have a big link how to contact us, how to contribute, how to support us. So you can drop an email, you can start, you can create a ticket on GitHub. Uh, I think email is the fastest way to get in touch, uh, GitHub tickets. Okay, fantastic. Well, um, yeah, so everyone, download organic maps and, and uh, start using it and then um, start contributing and send your feedback. So thanks very much for coming on the show, Roman.
Thank you for inviting. Thank you for spreading the word about organic maps and open set map and open source. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today and listening to the GeoMob podcast. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Please get in touch with us if you have any feedback or suggestions for topics we should cover. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our monthly mailing list where we keep you informed about upcoming events. You can, of course, also follow us on Twitter where our handle is geomob. Thanks for listening and hope to see you at a geomob event soon.